everyone, and welcome to another episode of Skydive Liberation, brought to you by the Splash Bros. I'm Kyler. I'm Jacob Patty. We're here with our audio engineer, Drew Beach, our video engineer, Farrell. Hey. And today we've got some special guests with us. They're going to go a little bit of a different route this time. So why don't we just introduce them now? We've got Mr. Will Henley, also known as Billy Gordito, and Ricky Loin here. Say hi, guys. What's How's it up? Going? So these guys have both skydived before. Will's, Will's done a jump before, and Ricky has his license. Um, he's, you're nearing your B now. Yep, got 42 jumps now. That's right. Um, but these guys, are they're mainly into paramotoring, so we're going to do a little bit of a different route this time. We're all pilots here. Um, they just do it a little bit differently than, than we do. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves, guys? Yeah, so, um, you know, paramotoring... I first saw it, my cousin got into it, he uh, started paragliding, he went up to Lookout and got some training up there, and uh, then he bought a motor, and one morning we went to an airstrip before the sun rose, and he launched himself into the sky, and I was stuck on the ground watching him, and I said to myself, you know, I'm going to have to get in the air too. Fuck this shit, <laughs> yeah, why am I on the ground? About a month after that, I had my own wing and my own motor, and I was strapping it to my back, and... Uh, Hell yeah. You know, sending myself into the sky. And after that, we uh, we kind of got our friends into it, Ricky, and then we've got a couple other guys into it. But So what exactly is a paramotor? Walk, walk us through exactly what the whole setup is. So the paramotor is basically you have a paraglider like you would free fly with. Mm -hmm. And it's a airfoil and it's a wing made of fabric with strings. Is it nylon? Um, No, so the strings are Kevlar. Okay. What about the canopy itself? Um, you know, I'm not too sure what the fabric itself is made out of, but I'd argue that it's probably a nylon sort of. It's it's definitely lightweight. Um, yeah, yeah, it should be uh, zero porosity nylon. Okay. But yeah, and then um, you know, you, it comes down to your risers where you have trim settings, mm -hmm. and that allows you to pull on the the rear of the risers, your sea lines, and it brings it in so you can trim your glider to fly fast or slower or get more lift or cut through the air better. And then you have your brake toggles, a left and a right, just like you would on a skydiving canopy. Mm -hmm. But you also have a thing on the front and it's called a speed bar. And what it does is it pulls the front, the A risers down. Um, that to help you just from gaining too much altitude? Uh, like no, so that that will out? help you cut through the wind. So if you're okay. facing a hard headwind. So our gliders are designed for flight. Yep. You know, we're running off the ground, whereas y'all are deploying from the sky to go back to your landing zone. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, the speed bar just helps you cut through the wind. If you're going for a cross-country flight or something like that, you can get on it and make a little better time. Okay. All right. And... So, if, especially if you're in and around the Chattanooga area, if you're ever driving around Chattanooga and you see a bunch of different, like, canopies randomly up in the air in different parts of it, it's probably these fuckers. Yeah. These we, guys do it a lot, and they're always up there, and I see them all the time. It's, uh, you know, the flying conditions in Chattanooga are usually pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, we like to fly in about, like, 7 to... 12 mile an hour winds is about as high as we'll go around here just because of all the hills it mm -hmm. causes turbulence yeah it does and um but yeah you know you you have a motor on your back as well so you know landing with that on you want to be cautious because you come in too hot 
you got an extra 70 pounds riding on your back, it can throw you to the ground pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, once you start your launch and get your wing up, it pretty much carries most of the weight, and then you're pretty much just high knee stepping into the sky, which is nice. Right. Um, so the paramotoring is, is nice. You can take off out of most football fields as long as there's not big trees around. Um, and... You know, seeing Chattanooga from the sky is just always such a pleasure. Oh, yeah. Well, so Will took me on a tandem jump, or not tandem jump, but a tandem flight before. And we did, it was a sunset jump. Mm -hmm. And that were, <laughs> I keep saying jump. Um, we did a sunset flight, and that was that was awesome. It was absolutely incredible experience. Loved being up there with him. And just being, we were over the Sequatchie Valley, though. And even yep. that was just awesome, because you get to see the sun start to set over the mountains there. And it was Really, really an awesome experience. So thank you for for taking me oh, up. Oh, for sure. And um, so, walk. You told you kind of gave your story how you got into it, and then Ricky started getting into it, and a few others. Yeah. Um, walk us through a little bit more of the that whole beginning journey. So you know, the beginning journey was uh, pretty fascinating. Um, we did a lot of YouTubing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you don't have to have any kind of special license to fly the paramotor right. if you're brave enough to strap it to your back and, <laughs> you know, hit the gas and try to get in the air, then you it may be for you. Um, but it is it is really advised to go get training for these things. Um, me and my friends, we're always doing pretty extreme sports. You yeah, know? none of y'all have ever been right. Yeah, we yeah, well, we <laughs> always rock climb and high lined, and we know so, ropes and harnesses and high stress situations. We don't necessarily panic in. Yeah, another fun fact about about Ricky and Will here is the three of us um, grew up together in the sense Will and I went to church together from a young age, and then the three of us were always in high school together, and we wrestled together. So we've had a pretty long relationship mm -hmm. so to speak we've we've known each other for quite a while and um yeah these fuckers were always crazy as shit even then i think i think <laughs> i've gotten a little i think they've pretty much been the same the whole time i've gotten a little bit more wild as i've gotten older but these guys have been pretty much crazy since the start yeah um, so we've we've always had kind of a reputation to do some wild things yeah. and uh yeah as soon it's as, good though yeah it is it's you not know, ordinary it helps you break out of your your circle out of your boundaries and try new things but after I saw my cousin in the sky, and I knew I had to join him, uh, we started flying together all the time. We'd wake up at 5 a.m. before the sunrise, get to the field, you know, way before sun sunrise, and set up our stuff, and then launch in the darkness so we could fly through the butter smooth air um, mm -hmm. so we didn't have any turbulence, which is actually the hardest time to fly because you have no wind to help you get your wing up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as time went on, we... Uh, we started to look at a tandem rig to fly our friends in the sky. Mm -hmm. And so me and Logan bought a tandem rig and we used each other as test dummies to learn how to fly it. And <laughs> after that, I was finally able to take up um, a good amount of my friends. And I've taken 30 people up at this point and everybody's loved it. And probably out of the 30, I think we've gotten five of them in the sky on their own rigs. Really? Wow. Yeah. So it's that's a pretty good percentage. Yeah. Good. Well, it's also been out of the friend group, you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's it's been really cool. Right. Okay. Sweet. Now, what what about you, Ricky? So we'd all been talking about it for a while, and like Will said, they uh, they started flying, and uh, I watched them for. I don't know, probably nine months, close to a year. Yeah. Kind of played with the glider on the ground, did some grout handling, and was thinking about doing it myself. 
and uh, finally got the money to get the gear and everything and dove right into it. So that's that's a good point. Tell us, you know, I feel like financially it's it's pretty similar to skydiving in, in the financials of it. Um, tell Walk us through a little bit about what it costs to get into, into paramotoring, if that's something that somebody wanted to do. Yeah, so the cost for a paramotor startup, you're probably looking at around $13,000. Um, you know, you could go on Facebook Marketplace and find somebody, say, a good deal on a glider that's for your, for your weight and a motor that has enough power for you. Um, but you also don't know how they've handled that wing or that motor. Or, yeah. you know, when I go to fly, I want to know that all of my equipment is up to date and not going to fail on me. Um, so for a new wing, you're looking around 3700 um, The motor and harness is probably around seven grand, and then you want to get a reserve chute, and that's another six to eight. I didn't know y'all had reserve chutes. Yeah, so we always fly with the reserve. You don't have to. They're not going to help you if you're flying under 800 feet necessarily. Okay. Um, but it does make you feel better when you get in turbulence and you look down and you have that red handle as a exit just, strategy just, just in case. Just you in know? case. So um, it, that is nice, but and then we have a vario, which is telling us our wind direction, wind speed, okay. altitude, ground speed. Is that like an audible thing, or? Um, so it sits on it sits on my reserve. I have a flight deck on my reserve. Okay. And it's just like a, you know, a little computer that tells you if you're gaining lift, your glide ratio, if you're in a thermal. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's it tracks you as you fly as well, so you know how far you can go. Right. And now, Ricky, you're looking into getting a whole new motor and setup currently, right? Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. So I'm looking at getting a new Iris paramotor. Okay. Which is uh, still the same motor as Will's flying. Mm -hmm. It's the. Uh, it's the frame. Yes, the frame really is different. So it has it has weight shift bars on it. Yeah. Um, which is act differently. So I'm used to flying J bars. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot of weight shift input. Mm -hmm. So if I with my rig right now, if I were to try to shift, you know, kind of throw my hips over, I don't really get a lot of input. I might get a little mild turn, but with weight shift, and Will can add in if he wants, but with weight shift, you can really put a hip into it and go and yeah. almost yeah. do yeah. a 360. You can okay. basically hang your toggles and just use your weight shift to steer yourself around okay. if you wanted to. So that's kind of like tired. being under a canopy for us in... in skydiving you know yeah. once once you get to your smaller more agile canopies you can do a lot just by shifting your right. weight yep and that's the same with um the paragliders is the smaller the canopy the more you know you're gonna mm -hmm. affect it with your weight and shifting it yeah so okay all right um so how long have y'all been doing that now um you know i started in 2020 so probably Around three years three, now. Three and a half years. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Somewhere Rick? in there. I'm probably about two years in. Okay. It was probably about a year after they started, before I was able to get a motor and everything, and mm -hmm. finally get in the air. So what do you all measure? Do you measure by hours or flights? Um, yeah, so there's definitely both, kind of. Um, so it's kind of launching and landings. Okay. You know, it's like yeah, you how, how accurately... Right, well, can you... <laughs> Can you launch? Where can you launch from? How small of a zone can you land in? Yeah. You know, so if you were, say, flying at the beach and you have a super linear air coming in and you're flying on sand dunes, you may be able to fly for 10 hours a day. 
you know, and have one or two launches and landings. Mm -hmm. And so then you go to somewhere else and you don't have that wind, you're going to have a lot more trouble launching and landing. But when you get in the air, you're an experienced pilot. So it's, you kind of measure it off of both of those things. Okay. Um, usually when we go for a flight, our tanks can hold around two hours worth of fuel. So this is, this is two stroke, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's mixed, yeah. it's mixed fuel oil. So it's a, it's a two cycle. Um, okay. we're flying, uh, the Moster 185 cc's and then, uh, the Atom 80 and they're both really reliable, strong engines. Okay. Um, but we can get about two hours per flight. Uh, it just all depends on if you're maintaining altitude or if you're mm -hmm. climbing up to 6,000 feet to spiral to the ground to climb back up. Right. You okay. know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the better things that I've found to kind of like calm the mind. So that, that's a good point. What, kind of like Jacob and I have talked about quite a bit, what skydiving has done for us mentally and physically, what does, what does paramotoring do for you guys? What, what, what brought y'all into it um, emotionally, essentially, and what has it, what has it brought you from there? So I would say, like, I've been skydiving once, and, yeah. uh, you know, I did the class to jump solo my first time with two instructors on either side. Yeah, this crazy fucker didn't even go through, like, doing tandems. No, fuck that. We're just you're, gonna... you're supposed to do at least, like, one tandem. At least one. At two least is recommended. One. Two or three is where you're they, they, did, they did push that. They said, for those who haven't done a tandem, we really suggest it. But, you know, uh, me and Ricky have been flown... Uh, canopies Your for pilots, so long. Well, you know. the the biggest worry I had was landing. Yeah. The canopy, you know, because no matter what, you're gonna hit the ground. Right. You know, you're coming down. But having flown canopies for so long, you're good under a canopy. I, you know, I had no pro. I stood my first landing up, no problem. And Heck I yes. think Ricky has basically stood almost every landing he's had up. And I think that just comes from the paramotor territory yeah. where right. we're launching and landing. Well, and you, know, you guys get to time. practice, too, so, like, if you guys want to come in and essentially swoop the ground and then go back up, you can. Where we, for skydiving, like, we're, you know... You're landing. Yeah, we're always going down. There's no we, there's no going back up once we get there. So, for you guys, but you guys get to go down. Like, if you want to practice a landing, you can, and then you can just... Right, and then we can take back that off. throttle forward and go... So, we'll do touch and goes, where we'll come yeah. in, we'll say we'll put something in our landing field of... of a cone. ball or a cone or a tarp or something and we'll come Some in practice. and we'll try to just you know land on it yeah and then we'll take back off um but the the big difference that i saw in the two sports was you know paramotoring when you first got, get into it it's probably a little intense and somewhat fast-paced because you have so much going on in your hands mm -hmm. and you're you're running off the ground and once you run off the ground your mind is kind of overloaded because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in the air and I've got my throttle in my hand and well, I've got to make sure I'm going in the right direction, you know? That first few seconds could definitely be, it's kind of like landing, you know, those are going to be your more dangerous times is taking off right. and, and landing because you have turbulence, like you mentioned before, winds can shift easily and, you know, maybe you're bringing up a big guy and he might, you might need a little bit more thrust right. or something. Right, oh, for sure. But once you're in the sky mm -hmm. and say you're, 50 to 100 feet off the ground and you're gaining altitude and your wing is stabilized and you're underneath it and you've checked it, you've looked up, made sure you don't have any tension knots or cravats mm -hmm. and you're flying, you can hang your hang your brake toggles, 
you know, put your hands in your pockets if you're cold, sit there, relax. And so that's the difference I saw is when I take off on my paramotor, maybe that launch for a split second can be a little hectic. But yeah. once I'm in the sky, I'm just enjoying the views like ride. y'all would under canopy, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so skydiving for me, you know, when I first jumped out of the plane, I'm like <laughs> air paddling, like, oh, gosh, here we go. You know, <laughs> okay, there's, no, there's nothing there. You just got to relax. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure after so many jumps, you do find that relaxation in it. Yeah. But I, I think it's still you're falling at terminal velocity. Right. You know, so for me, I'm flying at 20 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour through the sky, just floating around while y'all are plumbing in at the ground. Yeah, 120 miles an hour. (laughs) One thing with that is that that relaxation comes and goes. So you'll have like phases of jumps numbers where you'll be really, really relaxed and you're doing great. And then that fear might come back and you might get tense again while you're doing different things or things. Kind of, you'll, you'll be one day, you'll be like, oh, I'm confident, this is great. And then the next day you'll be like, oh, fuck, I can't even handle this. Well, especially like if you haven't done it in a few weeks, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, man, it's been three weeks, it's been a month since I, I did a jump. And then and then you get out of the plane, you're like, fucking forget everything, brain fart for a minute, and you just can't remember shit. And then all of a sudden it's like, just shake it off and relax. It's like, okay, now I'm, you know, I got my center, we're, we're good now. Right. So I, th- I think maybe paramotoring offers... Just a little bit more of like a, a relaxed vibe to it. I can see you that, know? yeah. So if you're like, maybe you don't want an adrenaline rush. You just want to enjoy some views on the Sunday. And you've mm. got, say, 45 minutes before the <clears throat> sun goes down. And you don't want to drive too far. You can load your paramotor in the back of your truck. Drive to a soccer field. Yeah. Catch a sunset. And then go back home and go to bed. And it's, yeah. you know, so it's a little bit nicer in that aspect. I feel like... And this is the way I've kind of seen it is there's like there's there's skydiving, which I feel like is a lot more fast paced, you know, and then there's there's being a pilot and just flying a plane, a lot more relaxed vibe, you know, mm-hmm. you can kind of take it as you want to slow. And then I feel like paramoting paramotoring's like that that median. So you can make it fast paced if you want to, or you can make it just like being a pilot and just and just chilling and cruising through the air and whatnot. It definitely has that. So I feel like it's that median. Yeah. Now, I had a question. Do you guys use headsets when you're up there? So we do. Um, okay. We'll use the Cena's, um, and mm. I've used them on motorcycles before. Yeah. And they work good in the air. They don't have the longest range, so radios would be better. Mm. Um, but for the most part, you know, you're taking off beside each other. Uh, it's you know just as fun to see your buddy flying around through the sky as it is to do it yourself. Um, so usually you're sticking kind of close to each other, and then. You know, we'll fly up next and give each other wingtip bumps and oh, yeah. kick our feet and hoot and holler at each other. So, <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's pretty fun to stay connected up there. So, kind of to transition a little bit, what made y'all, especially you, Ricky, want to get into skydiving or do that or try it out? So, the paramotor was, you know, the first step into the sky for us, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure most of the people listening to this or, you know, everybody in this room at some point in their life before they were in the sky said, I need to get my wings, I need to yeah, throw yeah, some yeah. wings, I need to get up there, and so, you know, we all did, and we all did it in our own ways, whether it's through skydiving or through paramotoring. Or, or even Drew, Drew's never done either, but he's he's been a pilot, you know. Right, he's, or, he's you flown. know, flying planes, aviation in general is right. just such a eye-opening thing to get absolutely. involved in absolutely. Um, so after the paramotors you know kind of took over our lives we 
we wanted to start, and we had the tandem rig, we wanted to start looking at maybe base jumping or skydiving out of it. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so there's a there's a group of seven of us here that fly, and uh, we were all talking about going skydiving. So one day our buddy Taylor texted us and said, hey, how about we all go skydiving this weekend? We can go take the, the course to have, you know, just a solo jump with two instructors. And I think there was... Five or six of us that went? Five of us that day. Yeah, and uh, we all went down and took the course, and the next, I guess it was, the, we took the course Saturday and Sunday, we went back and all got our jumps in. And then now, uh, Ricky, you stuck with it. You were like, oh man, I want to I get my license. Yeah, so we Well, we Jacob all went did down. too, so mm-hmm. your other cousin, he... He was working on it, but he hasn't finished his license yet. Yeah, he's a, he's in New Hampshire. So. Oh, he moved. Yeah, well, he'll be back, but... Okay, okay. But can Ricky continue? Yeah, so we all went down the one day, and now one thing I need to add is I was terrified of heights. Oh. Yeah, so that's an awesome, awesome point. Ricky's been terrified of heights. Pretty much my whole life. But like Will said, we've always kind of rock climbed and done some of that crazy stuff, just got you know comfortable with what we were doing. So even when we started flying paramotors, terrified of heights. <laughs> kind of got comfortable with it, got used to it, and was like, okay, you know, this is, this is awesome. So we went skydiving. First time that door opened. Most terrifying thing I've ever seen. You know, you see an airplane door open, you go, this isn't okay. Did you have some heavy door monster? Oh, yeah. I was like, then you get outside the airplane, and you go, man, this is fucking dumb. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be out here. Then you jump. So first 10 seconds or so, you kind of lose reality. It's like such an overload. Then you then you hit terminal velocity, and you're, you're out there, and, you know, all fear kind of goes away. Yeah, yeah it's a just, blissful state at that point, mm-hmm. just floating in the air. Yeah. Then you get under canopy, and then you're like, okay, you know, we'd flown. So we're like, all right, let's fuck around a little bit. So you start kind of spiraling a little bit. This is when you were in your element at this point. Yeah, because we'd flown. We felt pretty good under canopy. So it's like, all right, let's feel this thing out while I'm still high. Then, you know, take it back down to the ground and, Mm -hmm. you know, land. And it's like, okay, that was pretty wild. (laughs) And then we're like, I don't know if I'm going to do that again. And then I was like, you know what? Let's keep going. Let's keep doing this. Because I was afraid. I think that's why I kept pushing. So what? why didn't you want to not do it again? Like, why? what What made that thought come into your head? What were the specific characteristics? The Just the heights. Yeah, I, okay. I was so afraid you of know, heights. You're, you're, you go up to, like, 16,000, you know? like. Well, I don't so go up that high. In the paramotor, I think the highest right? I've been. Right. So the paramotor, we're limited to 18,000 feet. Okay, yeah. And so the highest I've been is 9,000 feet. And once you, I would say, once you get past seven and you're like kind of floating up there and you're still going up, it, you kind of lose your perception of if you're swaying or not, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I always like just start a turn when I'm up that high and I feel like I'm swaying. But yeah, we we can go pretty high, but I, for the most part, we're staying around like four thousand feet in, like, maybe ridge height area. And you're not afraid of falling out at all? Um, even with the heights and everything? I wasn't afraid of falling it's, out, even when I did the tandem. It's like, pretty it was... buckety, you know? So, like, instead of being in, uh, you know, like, leg straps and a harness where you're kind of, like, hanging by your legs and your hips, you're in a bucket seat. So you're way more scooped in, um, a lot more comfortable than a rock climbing harness as well. Uh, you feel a lot more secured, and then you're moving with the wing, so it's, it can be a little rocky, but it's it's not hard to dim it down. Nice, nice. So I had a question about uh, maintenance on those shoots. 
Where, where do you go to? Who do you go to? Um, so you can send them off. There's a lot of people that do inspections. Okay. Uh, it can take a couple of months. And they say you want to get your wing inspected after around 100 hours of okay. flight. Uh, and it's definitely something that most people should do. Um, I haven't sent mine off. But at the same time, we're usually flying in grass fields, and you can do quite a bit of it your own, though, because you're. I mean, you do a lot of maintenance, anyways. You went to yeah. school for well, for not on not for the wing, though. Okay, oh, for yeah, the for wing. the canopy okay. itself yeah, 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 in general. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. We typically will send that off. I've had to replace a couple of lines myself, and you know, when you're doing that, you just want to really make sure that you get the right line off the diagram of for your glider, and that it's the same size as the existing line that has been taken off okay yeah um but yeah and as far as like different wings what are your your guys's different categories for wings? um so there's there's reflex and non-reflex wings okay kind of and uh, most paramotor wings are reflex wings and then most free flight wings are non-reflex and that has to do with how the trailing edge is on the glider <clears throat> And so a non-reflex wing is not going to necessarily get as much lift as a reflex wing would. Um, and it's usually more prone to collapsing because you have more tension on the leading edge of the glider. And so, But those are the two main types. And then, of course, there's a bunch of different manufacturers that, that make gliders. As I'm sure it's in the skydiving community, y'all yeah. have plenty of manufacturers to choose from yeah yeah and um that's that's something i wanted to touch on as well um so yeah we have different manufacturers like uh performance designs icarus um precision um uh, aerodyne um we we've got all kinds of manufacturers and then we have different types of wings as well so we have uh, non-elliptical, uh, semi-elliptical, and then elliptical. And um, most of the student canopies, they're non-elliptical, so they're just box, square, you know, basically rectangle. Then you got the semi-elliptical, which are curved in the front, but then they're a rectangle. They're more square corners in the back. Right. And then we have the elliptical ones, which are more on the high-performance side of canopies, the further down you get uh, and those are are going to be tapered on the edges both in the front and in the trailing edge as well as the leading edge so and do you see them like i know with our gliders they um they'll get long and skinny you know and uh -huh. it's more of a high performance glider okay. um so like when you you could have a 18 meter wing and you can have two 18 meter wings but they look totally different because of the shape of the wing has been you know made for certain characteristics like for cross country or cutting through or you know more of a floating style of a wing so there's definitely different styles on the shapes of the wings as well as the like uh, reflex and non-reflex aspect okay very cool now Ricky, how many how many jumps do you have? So I've got forty two jumps now. Okay, all right, very nice. Moving on up, man. Oh yeah. Actually, <laughs> what are your plans for for skydiving? So I know I know paramotoring is kind of supersedes, um, you know, skydiving at least. I know it does for Will. Um, but what about what about you? What's your take on it? So like we'd said, what kind of got us into skydiving was the interest of 
jumping out of the paramotor. So that that is definitely a big drive. I'd like to do that at some point. But yes. I'd like to keep furthering my skills with skydiving. You know, like Are you going to go getting, for your B here soon? Yep, going to try to get my B license. And then I guess thereafter that, I'd like to try to get co-traded. Okay, so you do, okay, you awesome. want to do some coaching. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. You know, at that point, they're already passed off from, they're cleared for solo jumps. Mm-hmm. So then I think that'd be fun to kind of work with people that yeah. are at least, you know, pretty comfortable at the air at that point, and then furthering their skills. Right. Okay. Heck yeah. Very good. What Very about good. you, Will? Do you see yourself you know, pursuing skydiving at so all? So, when we had gone skydiving, I I enjoyed it thoroughly, yeah. and I definitely see myself going back for more. Um, it was just, uh, for me, I, I could go to Texas and get my instructor in tandem ratings for paramotoring, and it made more sense for me to go ahead and invest in that mm-hmm. and come back and try to, you know, start a, a paramotor school and be able to do tandem rides for people and actually make money on it and then go back and invest in skydiving. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm at. I'm just kind of gonna see if I can't get some tandems lined up and then uh go back to the now when you took me up before we kind of talked about it afterwards that you were thinking about starting um something here in Chattanooga Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that yeah so we uh me and Logan my cousin uh we both went down to Texas and got instructor and tandem rated and we plan on starting a paramotor school here in Chattanooga Chattanooga PPG um so you know just keep your eyes out for that, it's it should be coming up soon. Um, nice. Obviously, we're very weather dependent, as y'all are. Right. And if we could finally get some sunny days and some warm weather, I'm sure we could find some people who want to go in the sky. Oh yeah. Well, and I feel like a lot of it. Y'all are also contractors, like I am as well. So Will and I do a lot of the same kind of shit, excavation related. And then Ricky, you run a whole crew of more interior type work contracting, right? Do more commercial, specialized commercial work. Right, so I know that a lot of it for us has to do time-wise with, with what we're doing, but right. I think that I think that's awesome about the school, man. That, that'd be great to see more people, to, to help aviation itself, you know, get more people out into the air and into, into that unknown that I feel like so many people are so scared of. Right. You know what I mean? So many people are, are scared of, of getting up. Well, people with fear of heights, like you, Ricky. Like, But most people aren't going to ever try to defy that. You know what I mean? They're, they're, it, their fear overpowers them so much that they just can't get into it. And I think what you did is really, really good. Because how do you feel now? I, I'm no longer afraid of heights. Yeah, see? <laughs> so, and that's, that's a big thing to beat. Because right. most people will never Don't get like, over that. That's I, a I, lifelong yeah, thing for most people. That's huge. I will say that if I don't have a rig on my back, I am scared of heights. <laughs> See, I've, I've noticed the complete opposite. So, I'll, especially living on the mountain and whatnot, you know, I used to go to the edge, and it's like I'd be a little. I, I'm used to it, so at one hand, it's like it wasn't too bad. But I was always have that little bit more fear than I normally would about being around the edge. But nowadays, it's like doesn't doesn't yeah, scare me to I, be near I'm, the edge at all. Honestly, no. So for me, I used to get scared on the edges. I'd be like, "Oh man, this is spooky." And now it kind of scares me in a different way, where I can go to an edge and I'm like, wow, I'm not even fucking scared. My impulse to just jump is <laughs> just huge. It's like, wow, this is this would be kind of a lame jump. This man, doesn't even look fun. Man, like, I wish I had my rig so I could jump on this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I, I think I think that's really cool. What you know, especially for you, Ricky, getting over that hype. But then Will, you know, doing that for for not just the Chattanooga area, but for other people to get that whole start bringing other people into aviation because. You know, we differ 
a lot, I think, between skydiving and, and paramotoring. There's definitely For some sure. differences, but you know, at, at, in the end of the day, we're all pilots here, and we're all enjoying the sky, and, and I, I think there's a mentality behind it. There are no limits. You know, people used to say, well, the sky's the limit. We blew that to hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. You, you limit yourself, you know what I mean? The only limitation in life is... is is what you limit yourself to. And and I feel like for all of us, and we've always kind of been that way, I feel like. Yeah. Um, you know, and the most most limiting factor I've ever, I've ever encountered in my life is my, just my own fear. Yeah, yeah exactly. My own fear right. that I have. And I think that's what skydivers, paramotors, any any sort of piloting aspect, I feel like that kind of throws all that out, out the window is that, like, you, you break through that fear. And it kind of goes back to our first episode, The Door Monster. You know, there's that... There's that mental barrier, and I say it over and over throughout our podcast. Everything you do in life is 90% mental and 10% physical. Right. It really, really is. So if you can break through that mental barrier. Step out of that comfort zone exactly. for just a little while. Yeah, you've mm-hmm. already defeated 90% of, of everything, and there's nothing you can't achieve. There's nothing you can't do if you can break through that mental barrier. So I, I think that's great what y'all are doing, and it's it's really cool to see. I have one more question before we before we close up this episode. What does being in the sky mean to y'all? What does it make you feel? How does it? What does it do for y'all? Man, it's just total freedom. I think being in the sky is America at its finest. There you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is. It's just you and the birds up there. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's pretty eye opening. What about you, Rick? Definitely what we'll hit on. It's there's there's nothing else that I would compare to the freedom. You're up there, you're out there, you're looking at it all from above. So and and you know, the whole idea behind this podcast and, and what the podcast has done for us, do you do you feel liberated when you're up in the air? Oh yeah. Absolutely. You there there's no law up there. There is no law up there. You you're it's, just out there enjoying life. Yeah. You are the law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that that's Guys, that's so awesome. Um, I I I did want to kind of touch on one thing. Now with paramotoring, do you does that skill transfer to paragliding? Have you guys had much paragliding experience? You know, I haven't jumped off the mountain. I haven't launched without a motor. Okay. So I've always had the motor on my back. I have gone. You know, midday flying, say at like what are you scared? two or three <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon when uh, thermals are building, and um, you know, gone and been able to shut my motor off in the sky and thermaled or sort along the ridge. So I have done some free flying with my paramotor setup, um, but kind of the big limiting factor on that is uh, you have to be rated to jump off the paragliding launch. Ah, uh, gotcha, um, okay. As where, to paramotor, you need no ratings at all. I see, okay. Uh, okay. So, that's kind of where I haven't been like, I'm going to go jump off the mountain today. Yeah. Um, but it does transfer. Okay. For sure. Okay. All right. Very cool. Well, guys, I believe Jacob has a shout-out before we close the episode. Yeah, so actually, I want to shout-out the guy who's here right now, Will Henley. <laughs> oh, Mr. Uh, Billy Gordito. Mr. Billy Gordito. Yes, His Instagram is B-I-L-L-Y-G-O-R-D-I-D-O. Do you want to talk a little bit about your Instagram? Yeah, so, you know, the gram has been pretty fun. You know, I've just kind of enjoyed making videos of me and my friends. and You got some pretty good content yeah, out there. Yeah, our, uh, our flying adventures. Um, we just went to uh, the Arizona Flying Circus. Nice. And 
Ooh, buddy, was that a show to see? I and mean, Ricky, you even did a couple skydives out there, right? Yep, they had a jump plane out there and spent a day with those guys, and I got to do two jumps and a bunch of uh, paramotors in the sky, so that was pretty cool getting to watch in free fall. And That's wild. <laughs> watching, yeah, the hot air balloon getting filled up, and that yeah. was very interesting. It was wow. cool. They had the uh, the Red Bull guys out there, too. Oh, no doing way. The, um, yeah. yeah, doing the rocket loops and oh, that's cool. throwing some acro. So it was wow. it was definitely a fun time. But you'll see some stuff like that on my Instagram and, um, you know, just kind of flying around Chattanooga, taking people up. So if you're looking for a ride, feel free to reach out out to me on there. And reach out to Will. Reach out to us, and we can we can help get you all in, in contact. Um Definitely, definitely give him give him a look. He's got some really cool stuff that he's posted. Um, check out. I don't know if you're too much on on Instagram. I know I've you've got, got some a little bit. Skydiving videos on yeah, there. Yeah. What's your bit. Instagram? It's uh, Ricky Loin Twenty. Right. How would right. you spell that? It's uh, R I C K Y L E U N two zero. So before we close this episode, I know a little bit about Ricky's story and how he got into skydiving. Your sister did it before you, right? Yep. So she actually is a traveling nurse, and she was living in Colorado at the time. And I think I was just getting into paramotoring. And, yeah, she, she called me one day, and she's like, yeah, I just started skydiving. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. One up to it. Yeah. So I was like, hell yeah. So she showed me some videos and everything. And because she was out in Colorado, I guess the uh, drop zone she was at, the, um, the Broncos – uh, skydiving team actually jumped there, so she got to do some jumps with the Broncos uh, swoop team. Wow! Um, so she got to learn from those guys and That's you know great. get some good info and wow, got to watch them cool. do some crazy jumps. That's really cool. Well, guys, remember that you can always check us out on our social medias as well. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Uh, we've got our Patreon. Give us a like, give us a follow. You know, whatever it is, just just help support us. Give us a follow. Um, Follow these guys. It's, it's real nice to have Will and Rick here. Um, they're doing some really awesome stuff in paramotoring world and, and even skydiving. And we look forward to seeing what they're going to be doing here in the future. But thank yeah, you guys. We'll, we'll have to get you guys back on when yeah. we do a jump from a paramotor. Yeah. Stay yeah, tuned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stay tuned. Soon. <laughs> we, are, we are working on that, yeah. So, um, so big thanks to y'all for, for supporting us and listening to us. Big thanks to these guys for coming out and, and telling us about their whole story. Again, this is Skydive Liberation brought to you by the Splash Bros. I'm Kyler. I'm Jacob Patty. We're here with Drew Beach, our audio engineer. Farrell, our video engineer. Hey. We're here with Ricky Loin and Billy Gordito. Yo, yo. And we'll see you guys next time. Come jump with us. See you. Love you guys. <laughs>